<laughs> Great joke, mate. All right. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of, um, what do we call it, Restless Keg Syndrome Fantasy Football Podcast. I have no idea. I've never it's done been, it before. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to try and move my way back into doing this. Um, I am here with um, somebody who may not be known by lots of people in the league, uh, a man called... I think we've all met at some point. A, well, at the wedding barrows. Yeah. Um, Adrian Fletcher. And you've certainly featured in some of the conversations um, last year, um, whether or not you heard them. Um, so so my, my first question to you is, um, who are you? Who am I? Yes. So, so I'm Adrian Fletcher, obviously. Adrian Fletcher. I yeah. am the manager of a fantasy team, whose name will soon change, but last year yes. was Rolling with the Funchers, despite... A very notable refusal to roll with Devin Funches at any point. Did you not roll with him on your bench for the entire season? I did, yeah, but at yeah. no point did he play a single game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but, but we're obviously the, uh, the champs at the minute, having beat that guy everyone hates in the, in the final. Yeah, we took him down. We yeah. took him down. Well, let's, let's address that. Let's start <laughs> off and address that. So, um, yeah, we're in a, in, a, in a very close final. I think it was less than a touchdown separated it. So it was, it was, it was, a, it was a tight one. I think it was four and a half points. Yeah. Just, just, you know, not that it's ingrained <laughs> in my mind. Oh, no. 4.50. Moved on. Moved on, I see. One touch. And, and if Rob Gronkowski had caught a single part, it doesn't matter. That, <laughs> it doesn't matter that Rob Gronkowski in my second round pick scored zero. You know what? Final. You know what I actually uh, thought um, going into last year's draft? One of the things... I if I was in your situation, I would have targeted Travis Kelsey as the top try end. Tie end, not Gronkowski. Well, I would have done that knowing what I know now. That's fair. But um, the other thing is, I've never had Gronkowski, mm. and I was in a nice spot right in the middle of the second, needing two mm. tight ends, and um, yeah, I kind of it's my one chance to ever get Gronk, and I got Gronk. And to be fair, it was your one chance. And he's retired now. So. Yeah, and um, it was the wrong choice. And I also. I remember thinking about, and I, I, we'll get to this in a minute, but about the specific players, but I passed up Devontae Adams to take him. And I remember thinking, if I didn't need to play two tight ends, I would have taken Adams. And Adams was incredible last year. I think he might have been the wide receiver one um, or two. But it was just amazing, because he was the only person that did anything in Green Bay. Anyway, yeah. and in the final, um, you did beat me. And I, um, I want to say um, congratulations to you. Thanks. Best team won. You know, fair play to you all season. Yeah. You were great. I, I want to say that. That's me saying that. Fair enough. However, I, a number of tweets have been coming in during, <laughs> during the show. And I'd just like to read you some, because that's what I want to say. But this is what other yeah, people are saying. Yeah, fine. fine. Um, this one says, uh, it absolutely was not the best team, but one. Um, you got very, very lucky. You, you had an easy ride through to the final, and just, you know, no one can really explain quite what happened. That's what they say. Another one's come in. It says, was it CJ Anderson is a... Oh, <laughs> Can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't read that word. I mean, do, do keep those tweets coming in. I do. Yes. I can't read that word. And um, the other one, oh, just read one more. Um, it says uh, you disgust me. You should <laughs> withdraw from the league and 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 hand back the trophy to its rightful owner. I don't know what that means. I mean, I was never given the trophy. I think it's, it's yes. the key key fact of anyway, my 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 yeah. my words were congratulations, but that's okay. their words. That's fine. I mean, as I was saying to you slightly earlier, I. Having logged on to the ESPN today, because I was doing some mock drafts and I wanted to know how many bench players we actually have, I, I had a look at the team Seven. that beat you in uh, eight. eight. Um, I had a... Seven plus an IR spot. Mm, yeah, okay, that's, that's still eight. 
anyway, whatever. Um, so uh, I uh, yeah, so I looked at the team that beat you, and I can't believe that it won any game anywhere ever. Like it was awful. I had Peyton Barber as one of my starting running backs. Yeah. Peyton Barber. Yeah, my 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 team was was pretty good on paper, mm. pretty bad off it. Well, to be fair, in the regular season, I had Todd Gurley, which essentially got me into the playoffs. Yeah, and then we just fluked it. Yeah, and yeah, Todd Gurley mark two in. Um, but the, well, that was the only thing there is. I thought I had snagged Todd Gurley's backup that yes. week in Malcolm Brown or John someone. Uh, John Kelly was it? I can't remember someone else. So Malcolm I, Brown was there, but I think it was a third guy. I think, it was, I think Malcolm Brown might have got injured the week before. So yeah. it was John, John Kelly was the talk. And I it, think and, so. Yeah. And in the end, it was CJ. Whatever. Congratulations. Um, yeah, the trophy still is. Uh, you did have the option of coming to collect it, which you were considering, I think, immediately afterwards. Yeah. Uh, it I, didn't I, quite work out. No, I, so I was thinking about going over for the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. obviously, because um, I thought it might be nice to do that in America. Mm-hmm. But I eventually came to the conclusion it was it was quite expensive to, to do for just a weekend. Anyway, um, I, I actually thought, for my, particularly when we got into the playoffs, I thought Ollie had the strongest team last year. Like, I really thought he... Got extremely unlucky not to win. Basically. Well, so I beat Ollie in the semi-finals, and I remember not being that upset that I lost the final because I felt incredibly lucky to be there. I can't quite remember how it turned out, but I scraped through past him. I had more luck than than anyone else in that uh, playoffs, I think, and was I felt felt bad about it to be honest. He had a much better team than me, and, and so. I, I, he was favourite going in I beat him I was favourite going in against you and you beat me so like I, w- I probably should have been third I was second so yeah I'm happy with that yeah, fair enough um, um, well so I've got a question for you then I mean you, you won the league so regardless of how lucky you got and how much you didn't deserve it you, you did ultimately win it what did you do when we're, we're in draft preparation phase of this season what was your draft prep for last season um, well my draft prep has at various times by various people uh, caused me to be informed that I need professional help. Okay. Uh, which is obviously never, <laughs> never, never breaking. But um, I, I yeah, have. By which you mean you're so bad that some professionals need to help you make fancy <laughs> football picks? No, but I need professional mental help to, to fix some kind of disorder that I may or oh, may I, not have. You maybe dive a little bit too deep into the. Yeah, a little bit. So, so I have. I have like an SQL database with a, a SQL access, database yeah with um with a, an access front end an access front end yeah so yeah. basically I I have a, a list of essentially the players projections of, of, of points okay, and a an estimated order in which they will be drafted yeah. and then the idea of the access front end is to estimate who will be available at my next pick and which players represent the best value over what I could get in that position next time round. So, for example, in the in the first round, what you generally find is that a first round running back choice. So, if you were going first, Saquon Barkley represents much better value at running back over who will be available when you draft at the end of the second round than the wide equivalent wide receiver, which I think first this year's. Um, is it? I assume it's. Deshaun's mate. I assume it's Hopkins. Yeah, it's Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, so then you pick. You pick. Um, so, Saquon. so to summarize that, you're going a level deeper than having a list of experts' rankings. Yeah. Because you associate a value to each of those rankings, and then you look at what well value over replacement yeah. is, is the thing. So it's not just this guy is five, this guy is six, this guy is seven, but actually. What 
yeah, number. Absolutely. Like, what's the drop? So you actually like yeah. a, a five to six to seven. A five to six might be almost the same guy, so you don't really care. But yeah. seven to eight might be a huge drop off, and that's yeah. reflected more in your model than a, a linear. Yeah, so 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 it, so it has two main features. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there is a kind of adjusted score that each person is given based on their points relative to to their actual position and how many of that position I already have. So, for example, if I had if I had drafted four running backs in the first four rounds, then the next running back's value would be weighted to reflect the fact that, you know, I've got loads of them. And you still need to find two wide receivers to... to yeah, exactly. Right so then a wide receiver's value so, should be increased. So, I mean, it's very interesting. And I, I, I appreciate the sort of stats and algorithm stuff that goes into this, possibly more than others. But actually, if I think through the people on the podcast, we've got some quite techie people on there. So, <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I will explore it a little bit further. Um, really, what humans are doing when they're making these decisions around players is doing those things they're looking at the team they're looking yeah. there who's going to be available next round but you found a way to codify it and and actually you've got some kind of numerical algorithm that is actually giving you this player is the probably the the, the, the best pick for it whereas everyone else That's is sort wrong. of yeah is sort of trying to factor it in their head in the 30 seconds they have to yeah. so i think about 90 seconds i guess i can't remember so it has it has an, uh, an upside and downside, obviously. So the upside is, but theoretically, you should draft what projections would call well. You, you know what I mean. Sure. But if those projections are wrong for any reason, uh, then then you will draft badly uh, in, in a company way. So it's hard to pick a like you know a breakout star in that way because you know the idea of a breakout star is mm. that, that they weren't projected to go as as far as they did. So you will miss out on some people, but obviously you make up for it hopefully, on generally having a stronger draft. Um, it also gives you some idea of when to shift. So one of the tricky things to do if you're drafting and you're new to it is at what point do I draft a quarterback? Sure. So if you're the first guy, if you're, it's your first draft, then with quarterback being the most important position, uh, you'd be quite tempted to think, oh, I need to take quarterback as soon as I can, but you'll see that everyone else is taking running backs and wide receivers in the first round. So it just helps with, you know, is now a good time to be taking a quarterback? What point do I need to get a defence? It's um, quite it's quite a rookie mistake to draft a quarterback particularly early. I think. Yeah, of course it is, yeah. Uh, although... Yeah. As a rookie mistake, both that it's a mistake, yeah. but also someone that inexperienced players do do, do a lot. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's... They're, they're the star players in real life. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's maybe not be having the experience of... of of what happens through an actual fantasy season, um, yeah. So, so yeah, it, it helps with with that. I don't stick to it a hundred percent religiously. So, for example, I will occasionally, uh, I'll occasionally ignore someone's projection and pick someone else instead, uh, but not dead often. Uh, I think I did it with Kenny Stills this year, and forever regretted it because he's Kenny Stills. Uh, so, other than one good week in, in week one, he, he, he that's, that's, Kenny that's, Stills that's the worst Kenny Stills is he has a big week one and then you can't drop <laughs> yeah. him for five weeks because you yeah. don't know if, if, he, if, he, if, he does, if he has a bad three weeks, he's gone, he's out of it, and he just sits yeah, there. Again, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, so, so yeah, so uh, I've been doing some mock, mock drafting to see how it goes. Um, this year you've been doing mock drafting? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so today's been my mock drafting day. How are you, how, how are you happy with your team? How, how do you find that? How do you know? um, so. According to Fantasy Pros, which is the website on which I do the mock uh, drafting, uh, the strongest one was when I drafted first. They were like, "Yeah, that." Like, they gave me an A plus for my, my drafting first. Everything else has been a B minus. 
Now, can I ask, where, what's the source of your numerical projections? Like, what sort of things? Are you building yourself or are you going to... No, no, that's also fantasy pros. Um, there was some thinking this year of actually projecting myself, mm-hmm. uh, but um, I never really got around to it. And I, essen- I essentially gave it up on the basis of um, I might be able to do it, but I had no real way of projecting rookies, like at all. I'd have had to just guess, basically. Yeah, yeah. and it's true of a lot of things. So there's um, players changing teams, there's also coaching changes yeah. and things like that. And, you know, if mm. Antonio Brown leaves Pittsburgh, what does that do to all the other wide receivers? It's just very... I, mean, it's, I think mm. one of the things about NFL is it is very difficult to sort of machine learn um, partly because there's such a small sample size in the season you have 16 games and yeah. like people get injured and all this sort of stuff but, but not to say you can't put something around it that, that would help um, yeah like you say yeah, personal changes are probably the biggest thing so people who've changed coach as well mm-hmm. uh, so then for example if you were to project based on uh, say Cleveland going into last season and you're projecting based on, on how they history, yeah. how they like tendencies and how much they've run. And, I hung my hat on Cleveland having a winning season last year, and it came down to a kick at the end of a pitch. <laughs> <game, laughs> yeah. I do think they'll have a winning season this year, but I, I think, think they've, they've, this year. Yeah. they seem pretty stacked, to be fair to you know, the Oakland Raiders are on hard knocks this year, by the way. They are, and they've had some storylines. They have had some storylines, yeah. Are you aware of some of these storylines? Uh, I only really know the Antonio Brown stuff, and I don't know it in that much depth. Can you tell me about the Antonio Brown stuff? Because so, I just saw a headline that I didn't understand. So there are two Antonio two Brown storylines that I'm aware of at the minute. One is that apparently he, he went in for like cryotherapy or something. Cryotherapy? Yeah, I, I don't, look, I don't know the details of exactly what he was having done. Uh, but he, he did something weird, like like taking his shoes off, and it messed up his feet. This is uh, like a sort of ice, like yeah, cry- yeah, yeah. cryogenics so, as you freeze. And yeah, like so it. something like that, and it, and essentially it's messed up his feet. Okay. So I, I think he expects to, that not to be a massive problem. Do you know what he, had, what he had wrong with his feet? And like, what what did he get? Um, because I read Frostbite, which sounds... Yeah, crazy. so that kind of thing, basically. So right. he, he went in for like this cryotherapy, and... I assume really, they have some guidelines on what happens with, with your feet because yeah. they can't deliberately give you frostbite and, and he essentially didn't do it. So then he's got, not massively bad, the foot is coming off frostbite, but like, you know, where you've got like exposed skin and stuff and it makes it hard to actually walk on them. Uh, so, he's, so he rejected a move to Buffalo to go to Oakland, California and ended up and then, with frostbite. <laughs> yeah, then he got frostbite just afterwards, okay. yeah. I read so, that, I heard that one. And then what, the other one... The other one, uh, I think is more recent, uh, he essentially threatened to quit the NFL unless he could play using his old helmet. Yeah. Now, I don't know the full details of what the difference is between the helmets, but obviously um, I think NFL rules have, have changed slightly and he... And he so the, helmet the, the, thing, the, the thing, I know it's got around it, said that um, an, an unnamed source around him mm. just has no idea why he cares so much about this thing. About how So apparently there are new helmet rules that have come mm. in and both Brady and Aaron Rodgers um, need to change their helmets and have changed their helmets. Antonio Brown, the helmet previously was compliant, but they have a rule that you can only wear it for 10 years, or maybe you can't wear it for 10 years, and he's in okay, his 10th yeah. year, and maybe that includes college. Um, and he just, so apparently he's re-sprayed it with Oakland colours, and he keeps trying to sneak it on the training field. And the team, the That's team nice. get the team get fined if he wears it on the, on our field, and they keep telling him to t- take it off, and so he goes off and half and changes it, and comes back with it, and then they don't hear anything about it for a couple of weeks, and he just comes back <laughs> on again with this, and now he's starting to he's filed a grievance with it. Yeah, it's, um, it's just bonkers. It is bonkers, but 
that seems to be where we're at at the minute, Antonio Brown. I mean, the man got frostbite. You know? <laughs> he's he's obviously you know he's gone a bit rogue. So yeah, it's it's a strange one because um, he's obviously in Oakland and away from Big Ben now. Uh, so with Derek Carr throwing to him, will he will he be as productive as he was last year to begin with? And you know how long before he just snaps and leaves Oakland for no clear reason? Question for you: Would you take him in the second round? Let's take him in the second round. Uh, no, you would not take him in the second. Round. No, so I think any point at which you could draft Antonio Brown in the second round, there would be a more sensible wide receiver option available. So second round, I think you would definitely have the choice between him and say Mike Evans, okay. maybe T.Y. Hilton, and I would take either of those over Antonio Brown every minute. In no small part because I do not trust Derek Carr, and you also love Mike Evans. Yeah, me and Mike are, are tight. Yeah. Uh, we always have been. Yeah. He was one of the one of the, the, the lads from last year, and you know we we bonded quite quite a bit over it, to be honest. And you now, if I can get him back at, at the club, then you know that'd be great. I think it'd be great for Mike as well. Played played well with me. I think he's used to the system, so you know he's I think a big, it'd be a good fit. He's a big man. He's a big man. He is a huge man. He also has, um, and I assume this would be Tyreek Hill, but he's not. I think he's got the highest uh, yards per. Um, uh, target in the NFL this year. Yards as in depth of target or just generally like as in, yeah like yards, yards per, per time he was yeah. it's probably reception but yards per reception I think yeah. is the highest. Which yeah like I would have really? thought Tyreek yeah I would have thought Tyreek but I, I wouldn't have thought he would be the top on his own team I would have thought Deshaun Jackson would be the highest. Um, I don't think I don't think so like Deshaun was high but I don't I think it was Mike Evans I should probably check that. And oh, well, on that, what about what about a little break for a plug for um for my 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 little visualization tool? You better be looking right up. Yeah. Okay. Then. Um. So uh, yeah. While you do that, let me um let me give a little advert from our sponsors. Um, the studio, the studio today was provided um very kindly by um Mr. Robert Payne, and he no did some relation <laughs> and he uh, was very kind to um, give us his studio but he did want a name check in it so um, thanks thanks mate yeah that was awfully good of him and if you're ever in the area do check out his his studio um, yeah I, w- I won't give the address but um, <laughs> uh, do check it out how long have you been going because I didn't um, I didn't set a timer um, ah it is Deshaun yeah it's Deshaun <laughs> yeah so it's Deshaun so uh, the Mike Evans thing might be who's number um, two Oh, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Oh, that's a whole other story. Um, I think I think Rob wants to get some food and stuff. So let's let's, let's hit pause. Let's, let's hit pause, and we'll have to hear 